the Sandman, the rapping cowboy, and Ravy Wade Ball taught me to ride bulls. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball Season 3, The Appening. I'm your host, Andras Jones, and this is the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. And this season, we are engaging the pop oracle via the Radio 8 Ball app, which is filled with every song recorded in the history of Radio 8 Ball. Today's episode was recorded on March 16th, 2020 with Chris Sandman Sand. And uh, we didn't talk about it on the episode or in the bonus episode available to Patreon subscribers, but I spent the whole of that day promoting the video for my new single, Absolutely No Sense of Humor, a song that was pretty much born and premiered and discussed and delivered to the world during our transition from Starburns on this very show. And uh, I even originally asked Dino Stamatopoulos of Starburns to play the angry clown in the version of the video I envisioned. Luckily, Dino suggested I use Andy Dick, and then I met Misha Livingstone, who gets Andy almost as well as I do, and he wanted to direct it, and it was just a river of synchronicities after that, right up to this day. And yet, during this episode you're about to hear, I didn't talk about it at all. Not once in the episode. I mean, what's up with that? I give my clients crap for that kind of lack of self-representation. And luckily, I have these opening notes to rectify that. So, please, take a minute to check out the video on YouTube and the song on Spotify. It's called Absolutely No Sense of Humor. The video stars Andy Dick. It's free, and I don't think I make a dime off it, but I made it because I want people to hear it and see it. So, it would please me greatly if you did. Even more so if you like and comment on and share uh, it, it, them, the, the song and the video. In fact, you, you know what? I'm just gonna, I, I, I have a podcast of my own. I'm just gonna play it for you now. I'll meet you back here in two minutes and 26 seconds. There's a comedian in this town Who gets mad if you call him a clown Even though clown's just a synonym for his profession so let's just call him Sam, the big comedian, with absolutely 
Well, I did this guy the great injustice of inviting him to do my show. It didn't go as well as he hoped, and he blamed me for the whole situation. In an angry after-show text that led me to mutter under my breath, oh, I made the clown cry. sense of humor about the word clown. So if you see him clowning around, don't make the mistake of calling him a clown, even under your breath when he's not around. He might chase you down the street outside of Obsidian, that's right, shouting and threatening, man, he won't be kidding, he'll be looking for a fight, and when it happens to you, I believe that it's true. Okay, thanks for your indulgence. You can find the video link in the show notes. So, <clears throat> it's funny, I clear my throat. I, I, I'm, just a, I'm just a phlegmy guy. I, I clear my throat, I, I sniffle, I, I cough, I sneeze. I don't have the coronavirus yet. Anyway, I've been planning on doing a much more intimate version of Radio 8 Ball this season, simply because we're releasing the Radio 8 Ball app on iTunes, and it just makes sense to incorporate this exciting new musical divination tool into the show. But now there's this global pandemic about to hit a nation that I'm afraid is ill-prepared for its impact, and we're all huddled in our homes trying to keep our spirits high, and the intimate nature of the season I had envisioned just got a lot more real. I've been in a kind of personal quarantine for many years. Uh, maybe it's a social quarantine. N nothing on this level, but I could go days without seeing or interacting with anyone. And uh, well, I'll tell you, it was lonely. Now, it feels like training. In fact, everything I've been building for the last 20 years all of a sudden feels like just what we're going to need. I mean, a game we can play non-locally that is nonetheless intimate and connective and collaborative and the app which is free is where it all lives no germs no money needs to be exchanged now, of course if you want to support the artists you can buy our songs and we'll appreciate it but it isn't necessary once you've downloaded the app and set up an account so any purchases you make are secure you can ask the app a question and get a randomly chosen song from our catalog of close to 2,000 songs and if you like the answer you can share it on social media or if it's more intimate, you can share it in a private message with someone special. And if the artist has opted in, you can purchase their song if you like it. You can also just listen to the radio function and shuffle through all the content and some of our favorite musical divinations. 
And the app always plays our latest podcast first. And if you are listening to us through the app now, congratulations, you're in the game. Finally, the app generates a randomly chosen song of the day every day, which can be found on the front page of our website at www.radio8ball.com. The Pop Oracle Song of the Day for March 16th, 2020 was Tom Petty's Wasted Life from his Long After Dark CD. The song was performed by Dan Clark with Marshall Thompson, David Goodstein, myself, and some others who got lost in the shuffle, credit-wise. Sorry, guys. And that was recorded on October 16th, 2017. It was our Tom Petty tribute just weeks after Tom's death. And unbeknownst to us at the time, his actual memorial was taking place that same afternoon, just a few miles to the west. So, uh, a potent day. At any rate, the point in all this is to say that there are several nodes to this synchronicity game. The primary node is you and your experience. We can't program your synchronicities. That is entirely up to you. But we can give you tools for experiencing synchronicity, like the app, as well as a fairly deep grid of musical divinations featuring songwriters who have their own synchronistic resonance in particular places, at particular times, and in relationship to particular questions from particular people. And it is these specificities from which those of you who enjoy this game can seek out nodes of synchronicity that correspond to your personal experience. In this way, you are invited to turn our show on its head, disregard our intentions, and find the way that you are creating what we are doing in your past because that's how time works in the realm of synchronicity and the pop oracle. Which is why, and this is very important, I always like to make it clear that all of the readings on this show or in the app are entirely random. There are no algorithms, no keywords, no editing tricks as far as the divinations go. That's just the only way this works. Okay. Enough yapping about the app. Let's get down to the musical divination I did with Chris Sand, a.k.a. Sandman, the rap and cowboy, who spoke to us on March 16th, 2020, from Missoula, Montana. His song, A Toast for Uncle Silvertip, was the answer to Walt Vincent's question in our previous episode about whether or not he was worrying too much about the coronavirus, and that was back in early February of this year. This one's called A Toast to, for Uncle Silvertip. Now, Uncle Silvertip was my grandpa's old, oldest brother, not oldest, but older brother, who just died this summer. And uh, his name was also Chris Sand. And he, um, he grew up in Montana, did a lot of cowboying in his younger days, and then went on to work for NASA. NASA. Well, anyway, he struggled with depression all his life. But he was a... He was a... Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, well, anyway, he just he struggled with depression, but he, he recently got cancer, and then he's been struggling with cancer for the last couple of years. And um, it's been just interesting to watch him as he battles this depression. And so I, after he died, I wrote this poem. 
and it's just about the struggle to be alive. It's not exactly like a lightning bolt that somehow finds your address on the map and takes your life with one fast, frightening jolt before you even hear the thunderclap. It's nothing like a dose of friendly fire, a patriotic bullet through your brain, an oxymoron Orwell might admire. It's lost on you, though, because you've just been slain. And yes, he was a military man, and once upon a time a cowboy too, but how things can reform within that span from when we're born to when we're born anew. He could have done what other soldiers done and maybe been less troubled by his lot, taken down a favorite hunting gun and finished up with one decisive shot. But what dreams may come, as Hamlet used to spin, what dreams may come, we ask, for who's to know? Perhaps like snakes, we shuffle off a skin, except snakes don't seem to worry where they go. Thus, conscience does make humans of us all. Like Sisyphus, we struggle and we slip, yet, resur yet somehow resurrect each time we fall. So, here's a toast to Uncle Silvertip. That's the name of it, a toast to a Uncle? A toast for Uncle Silvertip. And here we are with Chris Sand, Sandman the Rapping Cowboy, longtime friend, many-time guest of the show, and as of this recording, the only artist besides myself in the Radio 8 Ball app whose songs are available for purchase. That will be, I'm sure that'll be changing as we add more, uh, more of our artists into the program, but I thought it was pretty cool that... Chris's song, A Toast for Uncle Silvertip, came up as the answer to Walt Vincent's question about the coronavirus about uh, six weeks ago before it seemed like it was going to be the world-stopping thing that it has become. So, Sandman, well, welcome to Radio 8 Ball. Thanks a lot. Good to be back. Now, what did you think about... The reading. We're going to get to your question for the Pop Oracle in a moment. Yeah. But uh, let, let's talk about what you thought about Walt's reading and maybe how your song uh, related to it. Sure. Well, it was, uh, I was impressed by how prescient um, the question was being it was six weeks ago. And I, I could hear the tentative tone in his voice that there must be something wrong with him to, you know, that he would worry or have anxiety about something that he, he saw with clear eyes coming, but he was getting a, I don't want to say gaslit, but, you know, people were, people were saying not to worry too much. It was just probably his, his own uh, anxious mind at work. And um, so, yeah, I thought the question was just a great one. And I was glad he asked it instead of the other one he was going to ask, which is, should I buy a lottery ticket? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved your answer. It was something like we we buy a lottery ticket every time we go outside now, yeah. which also is prescient. So, uh, yeah. And then, and so you also want to know what my opinion on his, uh, his take on. Yeah. Or just or, like how you yeah. think if you were in there to interpret how the song relates to the question, especially now knowing what we do about the question, what do you think that the, your poem, a toast for uncle silver tip, uh, how it relates to the question about the coronavirus? Well, I introduced the poem by saying it's a poem about the struggle to be alive. 
um, that was just kind of ad-libbing right before I started it, just to explain what this poem was about. Um, it's also about a great uncle who had died and, and, and spent years being depressed and probably taking lots of pills so that he wouldn't be anxious. Um, in a sense, it was a throwaway poem. It was just a little something I wrote to perform at his funeral. And even then, I don't think I performed it because it, it was kind of a, a negative spin on his life. <laughs> his Sisyphusian existence, which uh, a lot of us were realizing are living. So, I, yeah, I thought it was pretty uh, pretty cool. It, it lined up in, in a lot of ways. A song about death. Um, a song about worry, you know, what dreams may come, you know, I reference Hamlet and um, perhaps like snakes, we shuffle off a of skin, except snakes don't seem to worry where they go. You know, it's, it's a human condition that we have this anxiety and sometimes we're right and sometimes we're wrong and it's a crapshoot to know what to do in, in situations like this. And even today I'm thinking, you know, I didn't, I didn't panic shop anything. I've just been kind of sitting and waiting, trying to stay calm. <laughs> and then I realized that all the stocks, all the shelves are empty. And I'm like, well, is that a, was that a major mistake that now I don't have food? <laughs> well, I, actually, I, I am kind of curious. One of the things that I'm hoping to do with this next, this season of the podcast, now that it looks like it's going to be conducted mostly by phone with people who are in isolation. I actually would like to get your take on what's going on in Missoula, but let me share first a couple of the takeaways that I have about the reading six weeks later. Um, sure. The first is pretty general and I think um, something that I would have talked about at the time if I had known more about the coronavirus, which is that it's mostly striking the elderly, striking the older generations. And so a song that is about a guy who shared your name, who is a, who is an of an elder generation, and and mourning for him felt incredibly prescient. I hope that doesn't strike anyone who's. I hope it doesn't strike anyone. And at the same time, we know that it's going to strike many people who are going to be having that experience. So, I just thought that was um, pretty potent. And then the other thing was just a weird synchronicity is that just last night a friend of mine reached out and was saying, hey, I don't know what you're doing to protect yourself from the coronavirus, but colloidal silver is, uh, has been, I've been told is a, a really great um, preventative measure. And huh. I kind of made a joke uh, in the, during that piece. I was like, oh, well, people should maybe be stocking up on colloidal silver, mostly because I love saying colloidal. I just think it's one of those <laughs> words that's fun to say. Also because I sort of it just pulled it randomly out of the back of my mind as a connection with the silver thing. But yeah. I thought it was really strange that, uh, that again, now that we know more what's going on, it turns out that even though I was making a joke, that may be the thing. And it's funny because I called around all over Olympia today and nobody has colloidal silver and I just had to order some online. So obviously somebody is thinking about that. <laughs> So, uh, so because yeah, so, you referenced that it, I mean for people who haven't heard the other podcast you referenced that in the last podcast yes. about the synchronicity yes yes um, but I was just joking at that I was sort of like it was pretty random and to find that it was such a bullseye is one of those things that happens on the show a lot yeah 
So now, uh, before we get to your question, maybe you can give us, just tell us, uh, you say that in Missoula, the the grocery stores, I was there with you just about a year ago, and we yeah. went out and did some shopping for the Radio 8 Ball we taped there, and those stores were pretty full. You had some big stores full of food. Are you saying that that's not the case anymore? Uh, that's the word. I need to get out today. Um but I did shop two days ago, and there was some stuff left, but I I still didn't stock as much as maybe I should have. I just got some spaghetti and some dried mangoes. Um, <laughs> but I'm starting to realize that, <laughs> you know, I need, I'm going to need that vitamin C. I don't want to get scurvy, so maybe I should get some bottles of it. I don't know. I need to research what are the best things to buy during this time so that I, A, you know, stay fed, and B, get the right types of foods so I don't get any other diseases. Maybe yeah. zinc. Get yourself some colloidal silver. Yeah, it's a better order that. Yeah. Uh, and what are your, your, you're a parent, so you, you're not just, I mean, I, for me, self-isolation or social isolation is sort of my way of being. The world is catching up to me. I, I can go days in Olympia without seeing or being in contact with anyone uh yeah. but you as someone who is lives a more social uh, much more social life you have a you have a child and you have your in a relationship and you have you're part of the the scene in missoula how are you approaching this well that's a, that's a lot to unpack because i went to my job i work at a theater and i'm a concessionaire so i'm right on the front lines where the we're the, we're the heartbeat of Missoula in a lot of ways, and it's just packed all the time with people. And so two weeks ago, maybe three, I brought it up to my boss. I sat down, and I was like, uh, so there's a thing on. And, you know, just I'm on the front lines, and other concessionaires are too, and I just wanted to put it out there that there's a, should we think about closing? And he was very, <laughs> you know, he was kind of, he looked a little stunned that I would ask a question like that right when we're, we're just adding a fourth screen, like we're at the top of our game. And uh, I, I left saying, don't don't kill the messenger. You know, I could just tell it wasn't a comfortable question I just asked. But sure enough, we just closed uh, yesterday. And so I'm out of a job, which is probably for the best. But, you know, I live rent. I live check to check. So I don't know. I was thinking, well, I could go tour and make music on the road, but nope, that's not going to work. So, yeah, in quite a pickle financially. Uh, my daughter, her school's got canceled, so now there's that. To, you know, I can't hustle other ways if I'm taking care of her. Um, and then my parents, who have been a great help, live in an elderly facility where you have to be 65 or older. And so they're, they're not... He's not as welcome. I think they're on the verge of quarantining all uh, all young people from coming in there. So today might be the last. This morning she was over there, but that might be the last time I can rely on their help. Um, I live in a collective with you know 15 or 17 people, and uh, there's a lot of there's a, the owner is 80 years old. He lives here. My next door, the guy next door to me is on life support basically <laughs> and smoke like fiend, as do others so yes it's not necessarily good for Steve to be in this collective either um, 
her mom has a job that is continuing. So, her, you know, do I go over to her mom's house and stay at, with my ex-wife, <laughs> who has, a, you know, a husband who may or may not like me? I don't know. Um, anyways, yeah, there's all sorts of things going on in this town that are very confusing at the moment. Yeah, I, these are the these are the questions that millions and millions and millions and millions of people are going to be facing. So we can only hope that that breeds some sense of solidarity and some sense of urgency in terms of protecting the people who are dealing with all the things you're dealing with. Yeah, and my new and my girlfriend. Speaking of love in the time of COVID nineteen, she has a immune problem with she has Lyme's disease and uh so staying with her also is a, is going to be a challenge but anyway you're as you're saying continue uh yeah no no those are all like i said those are all the things that we are all navigating now and i think it's um as someone who's a supporter of bernie sanders and the medicare for all plan it seems like a perfect time for us to be looking at how that is uh, having, how public health is everyone's health. Um, right. So anyway, let's get into your question for the Pop Oracle. Now, first of all, you we, the way we're, we're engaging the Pop Oracle this season, the uh, season three, the happening, is that we are uh, engaging the Pop Oracle by using the new Radio 8 Ball app that you have over 60 songs of your own in. So yeah. uh, the odds are good. We might even get one of your songs as an answer. Yeah. Uh, so, but uh, but let's get into your question. Now, you have the app. Do you have the app out and open? I, I sure do. Okay, cool. And now that it is open, do you have your question for the Pop Oracle? I do. Okay, uh, you can... Uh, tell your question to the app or type it in. You know, there's a there's a character limit, so uh, you know, try and keep your keep the question pithy. You feel free to give us a, a context in your description, though. Okay. Um, well, here this is so I have kind of a guru, uh, Paramahansa Yogananda, too has helped me get through some of my anxiety in life. And one of the questions he asked when he was just like a four-year-old, he wanted to know what is, what is behind the darkness of closed eyes? And he was prone to meditation at a young age. He wanted to just see beyond what was there when he closed his eyes and, and looked at that, you know, basically the third eye there. He wanted to know what's behind that veil. Well, I like that sentiment and once I was I wrote on my guitar kind of like how Woody Guthrie wrote This Machine Kills Fascists I wrote what I thought was what he his question but I had it wrong but it's it's, it's kind of etched in there permanently I wrote what is the darkness behind closed eyes his was a much more hopeful he was like what is behind this veil of darkness my question uh, came out what is this darkness why why do people remain blind um so that's my question is this this accidental question that when I was trying to copy my guru I uh, I wrote it on my guitar and it remains there what so here it is I'm going to ask the pop oracle now here we go I'm going to speak it 
So here's my question for the pop oracle. What is the darkness behind closed eyes? Question mark. And now, to engage the pop oracle, would you shake the Radio 8 ball out? Here I go, shaking. Oh, there it comes. Lottery song. Okay, so um, what I'd oh, like to do... That's really uh, nice. ...if possible is maybe, uh, like, can we get, like, a couple mics just in the center of the room? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a clock and spiel. Yeah. yeah. All right. It's a yeah, it's a clock and spiel. Are we all ready? Yeah. Tempo, tempo. Okay. Uh, one, two... One, two, three, four. I'll come by on Monday You give me the money I'll go buy a ticket On the local lottery We could win the lottery We could go to Vegas And be very happy our money, have a fine vacation, we could buy a trailer, if we bought a trailer, we could go to Vegas, and be very happy, ooh, life is just a gamble, gamble if you want to win, ooh, life so easy, let the wheel of fortune spin. We could make a record, sell a lot of copies. We could play Las Vegas and be very happy. Life is just a gamble, gamble if you want to win. Ooh, life could be so easy, let the wheel of fortune spin. Thanks, everybody. And that was Chris Price performing the Harry Nilsson song, The Lottery Song, on June 21st, 2018, as part of Radio 8 Ball's tribute to Harry Nilsson. And that was the answer to Sandman's question, what is the darkness behind closed eyes? So... Uh, do you want to give your interpretation of that? Well, 
uh, the thing that jumped out at me was that a it was a love song, and uh, I'm I'm finally finding love again after many years. Um, but secondly, that it was it reminded me somewhat of a a post apocalyptic. I mean, a pre-apocalyptic song. Like you can, you couldn't really write a song like this in this environment. Uh, even the idea of going to Vegas, which you mentioned multiple times, you know, I just read an article how people in Vegas are still partying hard and they're just refusing to, yeah, to give up the, give up the gamble. Yeah. Who gets infected in Vegas doesn't stay in Vegas though. (laughs) (laughs) That's the sad part. Yes. Well, there was a couple of things there that I thought were pretty interesting. Uh, First of all, Remember what Walt's original question was going to be was, should I buy a lottery ticket? I know, right? So we got the lottery. (laughs) And the question uh, on that show that got that back in 2018 when we recorded it with Chris Price, um, the question came from our good friend Morty Coyle, whose name is is, uh, swaddled in death and poetry. (laughs) Uh, More Hamlet, right? I think is, yeah. doesn't doesn't that cast off this mortal coil line come from Hamlet? It sure does. I believe it does. So yeah. uh, so there's that, which is you know the idea of death as being the darkness and the void behind closed eyes. But the thing that really, and this is where context in terms of how that happened that day, something this particular song and the way it all came together was one of the most um, beautiful and inspirational things that I've seen, uh, that I've experienced on the show. So the thing when we do a, when we do a tribute episode, it, it's different in that we don't have one artist throughout the whole thing. So it means that a bunch of artists are, you don't know when you're going to, like you have eight different people who are going to perform a, a, one of the artist songs and they don't know when they're going to be chosen. So they may end up, being in and out in a half an hour, or they may end up having to hang out for four hours to record it. Cause that's about how long it takes to record a full radio eight ball podcast as we were recording them at Starburns. And Chris Price is someone, one of my uh, newest fav- most favorite artists. And I was, I'm so glad that he's been a part of radio eight ball as much as he has. And he's a really, really busy guy. So to get him to come out and be a part of radio eight ball, at all was a huge thing. And then his song just kept not getting chosen. So he was the guy who ended up having to stick around for like three and a half hours while other people went before him. And I was feeling bad about it. Um, What I didn't know was that in the time, what he did with that time, instead of sitting around as some artists have sit around and complain and get mad at me, what he did was he put together, made a little orchestra out of all the people playing around there they found these like musical toys this little xylophone and some percussion instruments and things that they had used they used for uh foley recordings at starburns like to make sounds in behind uh cartoons and things like that and he took these elements and created a little orchestra and made all of that happen and so to me the real answer is that the darkness behind closed eyes is inspiration, is the void into which something can be created. Someone who is creative and approaches that void with the idea that 
this is something where I can create, that person is going to create something within there. So someone who is inclined to see death, they're going to see death in that darkness. To some, you're, basically, you're going to find what you want to find in the darkness behind the eyes. But this is why I gravitate towards artists, why I love artists, why I aspire to being an artist myself, is that I think that the most human response to the void is to create, is to bring people together to make something magical happen in that void. So that's, that's what I got out of that. Uh, now, the, I, what I'm hoping, I, like, as I said, Chris is a very busy guy, but you know everyone's a little bit less busy than we've been. And I'm hoping that in the next podcast, I'll be able to reach out to him and get his take on this. And we'll get his question for the Pop Oracle. Uh, but before we do, are there any other insights that you'd like to share? Uh, just that line, we could make a record. I mean, that speaks to what you just said. Like, that's a metaphor for creation, you know, creating something out of the void, out of the darkness. Um, selling a lot of copies is, you know, equally metaphorical in that uh, we can we can have this expansive vision where our, um, yeah, where we're connected and, and, uh, living off the fat of creation, which is uh, ironic because I was supposed to, I was supposed to be in Canada this week. Um, for four years, I've been working on a children's record. I mean, trying to, um, and I'm, I've been trying to do it in Canada. And this was the week I was going to go up there and finish it. And I got locked out. Well, can, to continue the synchronicity, my favorite children's record is the point. And even That's this right. song has a sort of, I wouldn't say it's a children's song, but it has that sort of childish quality, childlike quality, let's say. Yeah, um, it's joyful. It is about love. Yeah, and it sort of, it has all the, it has this, the optimism of a child. Like, we can do this. Yeah. We can celebrate, we go to Vegas and be very happy and all these things. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was, I think that was a, a really great answer. Chris and I and I appreciate your being here, and I'm really glad that uh, you have so many songs in the app, and uh, and it's been great having you as the first, uh, I guess the second guest in this new uh, series, but the first uh, artist sort of uh, jumping in to interpret the their song that was the answer to the previous person's question. And like I said, I'm going to try and do that as much as possible going forward. Before we yeah. let you go, are there any, uh, do you have any, I know you probably don't have anything on the calendar, but where can people find your music? Uh, well, Bandcamp, uh, Rappin' Cowboy at Bandcamp, I think is the, uh, let me look it up real quick here. Yeah, it's rappincowboy.bandcamp.com. And you can list all my songs for free. You can even download them, I think, for free. Um, and you can also donate, which would be great now that I don't have a job. Please, please donate. And uh, <laughs> and if you find Sandman songs in the Radio 8 Ball app, purchase them because he'll get a night, he'll get a little cha-ching each time you do. That's correct. Great. Well, um, do you have a little bit more time, Sandman? I do. Okay, great. Well, then, what I if you're okay with it, what I'd like to do is I'd like to record a little bonus segment for our Patreon subscribers. And yeah. uh, so if you would like to hear that segment, 
go subscribe to us on Patreon and you'll have access to all of our bonus content. And if you don't want to, you don't have to. You can just hang out here and uh, have it end here. But thanks a lot, Chris, for being a part of this. Oh, my pleasure. Great. And yeah. until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the radio.